the Ramchal says that another important point which is relevant to our growth process he says that he describes the danger of atlus of this suppression of one's internal talents and potential he describes it as being bad in a particular fashion it's like being bitten <laughs> by a snake and he explains the analogy in the following way the destruction that this kind of attitude in life brings about this is suppression of talent it doesn't come all at once. It happens slowly without the person being aware of it. It's drawn from one dead end to the next. Until it becomes completely enveloped in this deep, deep ditch of unable to express his inner self. Now that's really w- a very scary point. The, the 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 fact that we lose control of ourselves, and we're unaware of the fact that we've lost contra- control of ourselves. I think we discussed this briefly briefly before. But there's nothing more scary than a disease which is asymptomatic. You have no idea it's there. So it could be as a person, Chman Nitzlan is living what he feels is a healthy life, his body is internally being destroyed. And it only comes out, he only rev- he finds out about the fact of his sickness when it's way too late to reverse. So that's the scary thing about Atlas, that a person has got this incredible potential inside of himself. Incredible, beyond our belief. The degree to which we are victims of Atlas is... It's a, it's, it's, we're, we're victims of access. What I mean by that is we live lives which are um, minuscule, micro-sized lives relative to the lives we could be living. Because we don't know how to break through the different barriers of obstruction and the first barrier being access. And it's so um, prevalent that we don't, even, we don't even know it's there. So therefore we don't even think about it. We, we, we think that we, our entire perspective of the place that we can get to is so deeply tainted by our atlas that when I describe greatness to you, you think I'm stammer Meshuggah. Because it, no, I, could not, I, couldn't, I couldn't get there. Are you joking? I could be a person that's on that level, no, that's that's that's, that's just not me. You don't understand, Rabbi. You don't understand who I am. I'm, I'm, in other words, that's the limitations of our atlas. So a person has to be able to break that, break through that. The way we describe breaking through that is through that, through an arrangement of priorities which lead a person to a physical speeding up of his actions, focused upon the carrying out of those directives that he's understood are crucial for his spiritual advancement. Therefore, a person has to be quite focused and 
understand the nature of time and how much you can fit into it and push what he can into the moments that are given to him. Inadvertently, we've ascended to the second stage of growth. The first stage of growth, growth we said, is parallel to the Yusayid Ha'afar, the element of dust, of earth. And that's the oppressive pressure that weighs down on a person, restricting him from unleashing his potential. Inadvertently, we went up to the next level, which is Mayim, water, which is desire. And we spoke about the desire of food, how that too obstructs spiritual growth. So now that I realize that we inadvertently went up a notch, let's make it quite categorical, that the opposition of Maim is a different kind of opposition to the opposition of offer. The opposition of offer is a simple, basic, oppressive force that says, don't do, don't be, restrict, keep buried, do not allow to, and the ultimate potential, of course, is unleashing the neshama to express itself. The deepest thing that we have inside of ourselves, the unlimited power that we have inside of ourselves, is the neshama. And the neshama is, is beyond belief if we let it come out, what it can achieve and do and be. So once we, let's say, we're now up and running in terms of we're able to activate ourselves and become more focused, desire stands in our way. Desire for food, sexual desires, other desires. So let's see, going back to Ravalba, what he says about this. So he starts off by saying that we all understand the basic need to overcome our atlas because without it, spiritual service never begins. It's not even on, it's not even on, the, on the radar. However, once we've made that transition and we understand we have to get up there, we have to go, we have to do it, we have to do it, we have to do it. With gvura, with chizuk, with zrizus. It's not as clear to us. Why do I have to reason, reckon, understand, deal with desires. Yes, what I would call, let's say, food addictions, other addictions. Call them addictions for the moment. In other words, addictions in as much as we have a really tough time controlling ourselves when exposed to them. So, we don't feel the need or the obstruction that these things cause us in our advancement of Avodah Hashem. So Ravalbi says that the Torah pulls us into a different kind of world. It's called the Ola Maruchni, the world of spirituality. The world of spirituality isn't some type of gathering together of a lot of facts, of ideas, of understandings. It's a world, a reality. No less than the reality of this physical world. We've often discussed that actually the spiritual reality is way, way more solid than the pitiful physical reality. Rebbe, quoting the Gemara Ksuvis, Rebbe Danasi. Rebbe Danasi was the leader of the Jewish people. He was the one that saved Torah by writing down the Mishnah, redacting it, giving it in a form that would perpetuate throughout the generations. And here we're sitting 
2,000 years later, still drinking thirstily from his words, Rebbe Nasi. So how did he feel before he was about to die? Well, I would say it feel, you know, what did he say? He thrust his ten fingers above. And he said, And he proclaimed to Hashem, It is revealed and known in front of you that I derived no benefit from this world the size of my baby finger. In other words, that's how he described his right of entrance before he died to the supernal realms. Inasmuch as he is able to guard his sense of pleasure, lest it be drawn after the pursuit of physicality. Because were he to do that, and saturate the receptacle of pleasure within self, perforce it would dull his capacity to experience spiritual pleasure, which is this In other words, the indulgence in physical pleasure provides an ersatz substitute for the real thing, but it does more than just replace it actually numbs. So a person that's exposed to the gross pleasures of the flesh, when given the much more subtle, elevated pleasures of the soul, he doesn't feel them. If a person is used to eating salty foods, his sense of taste becomes blunted that he can't taste the taste of the food. He needs, he tastes the taste of the salt. Go of salt completely for a number of weeks and you'll discover a whole new ten sensation in a variety of different foods that you never knew it was there. Because the overwhelming power of the salt hid the deeper level of experience. And people could describe it to you, they could discuss it with you, it's just not there. You can't, you can't experience it, it's impossible. Because you haven't, you've blunted the receptacle to receive that type of pleasure. So if a person indulges in physical pleasure, it actually blunts his capacity for ruchnes. So those who who spend their times making the the Gemara's lashon is called yomim kechagim. <laughs> every day is a, every day is a sudas yomtiv. Every day is a sudas yomtiv. They don't have the, it's, it's something which you lose the capacity, the the the, the purity of the spiritual sensation. Say again? What does that mean? Sorry. It means that you're, you, if you spend every day having a yontav meal, even though it's not yontav, so then you lose your capacity to experience the subtlety of spiritual pleasure. It's an interesting, in other words, it's, it's an interesting thing that those two systems are interconnected. This is the fascinating thing about the, the process that we're going on, which I'm, I happen to be thoroughly enjoying, if you don't mind me saying so. I like the fact that we're moving up the ladder, that we started off with Afar, and we like clarified that, and we may not have finished our work there, there's still a lot of place to go, but at least we're developing some type of method of stages of growth. I think this is fantastic. I'm excited. I mean, no, I really am. 
So now we're on to the next stage and we're discussing desire. How does that affect spiritual growth? So the way of all we put across is that when you engage in physical pleasures, so your capacity to experience its spiritual counterpart is blunted and numbed. So if a person is worried about his challenge, he's going to miss out what the davening in Shachris gave him. He just doesn't... This is the Kiddush. The Kiddush is all part of it. The, the, the receptacle is the same... It's part of the same system. Meaning, you may think, I can indulge in a three-inch steak and also experience spiritual pleasure at the same time. I'm not saying that's impossible, but at basic level, when you're indulging in the steak because you want the steak. So what it will do is, it will curtail dramatically your capacity to be able to experience physical pleasure, uh, spiritual pleasure. The more physical pleasure you are indulging in, indulging in, the less spiritual pleasure speaks to you. That's why Judaism is a hard sell to the youngsters of today. A person who is busy spending his life indulging in every possible pleasure that his mind can come up with, and you say, listen, how can I can't I entice you with a shtickle gemara? Mmm! A delicious choice with a scrumptious rush bar. Ah! A Mishnah that will make you feel so absolutely ecstatic with the joy and the taste and the nuance of different spices and flavors in this magnificent... And then you say, Shoshinogach is a part of the ox that gored the cow and you get your thumb ready and they've already started playing on their phone which is they gave you a good two and a half seconds so that's quite generous I must say it's, it's not you're not there it doesn't work it doesn't work there's, there's very little there's very little point of how can you get through to that it's almost a non-starter it's a non-starter Really, I mean, I think it's a, it's a non-stop.